The Paradise Center for the Arts is a vibrant cultural and artistic gathering spot in historic downtown Faribault. The Paradise is committed to offering high-quality visual and performing art opportunities for Faribault and our region. Regular events spotlight some of the best artists and musicians in our area and throughout Minnesota and the Midwest. Our beautifully restored facility includes art galleries, classrooms, clay and textile labs, a gift shop, and rehearsal spaces, in addition to a 300-seat auditorium. Visit ParadiseCenterForTheArts.org for a full schedule of events or call our box office at 507-334-7372. Art Zany, Radio for the Imagination with your host, Paula Granquist, is brought to you by the Northfield Arts Guild and by the Paradise Center for the Arts. And now, Art Zany, Radio for the Imagination. You've been listening to Art Zany, Radio for the Imagination, with your host, Paula Granquist. Art Zany is brought to you each week by the Northfield Arts Guild and by the Paradise Center for the Arts in Faribault. Connect and experience art at the Northfield Arts Guild. Visit our galleries, arts festival, and take in a performance at our theater featuring a full season of dramas, comedies, and musicals. The Guild's gift shop showcases unique art from over 100 local and regional member artists. Come enjoy music from the Cannon Valley Regional Orchestra or the 411 Concert Series. We invite you to explore your creativity in one of our classes. All are welcome at the Northfield Arts Guild. To learn how you can be a part, visit northfieldartsguild.org or call 507-645-8877. Good morning, this is Paula Grandquist, and you're tuned in to Art Zany, Radio for the Imagination. That might have been the shortest show ever, but we're going to work with that anyway and start at the beginning again. Folks, I'm so happy that you're listening to us and helping us to celebrate creating and stories and tuning our imaginations together. Folks, we're going to start off with a piece from American Puyat, which I should probably, we're going to check on that. I bet I'm probably saying that wrong. It's, 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 it's happened to me before. Uh, there's close enough, Paula. Close enough. Okay. We're going to start off with a piece. This is from the, uh, CD J-U-H-L-A-T. <laughs> Festivals. Yes, that's an easy way to say it. This is the first cut off of that piece, uh, Bold as Brass. And we're going to uh, try to get our minds in, into the brass mood this morning. So here we go on Arts Any Radio.
What a beautiful way to start the show, folks. This is Art Zany Radio, and we are talking about that beautiful music. And But first, before we begin the show, I'm going to start off with a, a little bit of an apology. Because if you listen to Art Zany Radio, you know that I struggle sometimes with those pronunciations, especially of foreign words. And today, we are going to be filled with a lot of Finnish words, which I think are some of the more difficult words to pronounce. So just in advance, if you speak Finnish, uh, just know that we're doing our best here. And here's something funny, too, because as I was typing the word uh, pronunciations, I actually mistyped it and pronounced and typed pronunciations. So even when you know, I'm putting words on the page, I still can't get that right. So my goodness, my mind is, is and my brain and my fingers and my mouth just can't always seem to come together. And th- what's really hard about that is I really do want to do it right. And I do I absolutely want to make our guests feel comfortable and the audience as well to hear the proper way to say a name or a word. So I hope that you can relate to it. And um, sometimes when I try, the harder I try, the, the goofier it gets. So we'll see what happens today. And, you know, that absolutely is the reason I named the show Art Zany Radio. And I embrace the foolishness of my brain. And my questions always aim to teach and open doors. My connection to the experience of being an audience member is what I want to highlight and obviously a great supporter of the arts. I don't try to be an expert. I'm just curious and passionate about how art and the imagination connects us and makes the world more understandable, a little less lonely, and obviously more joyful. So I imagine that you're here with us in the studio every time we do the show and that we're all learning and sharing and inspiring each other. So we are absolutely explorers of the imagination. So we were going to play a lot of Finnish music today, and I'm excited about that. And we'll probably goof up some of the words, but hopefully you can laugh with us. So um, we are going to have a magnificent time. I'm very excited to welcome into the studio two members of American Puyat. The first you will recognize, and I think, Paul, this this is Paul Nemisto, Um And Ed, your title in American Puyat? Founder. Founder, okay. Uh, yeah, and... Uh, and yeah, player o- operator operator because <laughs> <laughs> um, you were just here celebrating the CVRO the Cannon Valley Regional Orchestra uh, 40th anniversary I'm so sorry no this is wonderful no I, I don't think in all the years that I've done this I've had somebody who's been in you know in in close succession like this but it's because you've got two major events happening and it's one happened and one's about to happen exactly so I I am impressed well um, don't don't uh, be, feel uh, any uh, angst about pronunciation, and you are forgiven for all uh, <laughs> all mispronunciations. And I want you to try to make me feel uncomfortable. Let's see if that's possible. Oh, really? Oh, I don't think that's possible. <laughs> <laughs> and we are joined as well by a special guest. Tracy Gibbons is here as well. Welcome to Arts Any Radio. Thank you very much. And you are a tuba player in American Puya, yes? That is true. I started as the tenor player. And uh, now I'm playing the tuba, so I'm really going down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to comment on that. I was warned ahead of time that this could become a um, <laughs> a challenging show, and we have to say to Paul's wife, who gave us a little bit of a, a warning not to go off too silly. <laughs> anyway, uh, Tracy is a veteran of the music world. He's his roots are in um, in the in the Iron Range. He's a Finnish American, grew up near Virginia, Minnesota, and uh, and he um, has been around the world quite a bit. He's actually taught for some years and played, 
at the University of Alaska in uh, Fairbanks, and then has been also in Mexico, where he played in orchestras in his youth, and is uh, he's been now in the in the Twin Ports area, uh, Duluth Saint uh, Superior for the last dozen years or so, maybe twenty years, I suppose. Now that's well, where, where he's a conductor and a musical leader, and in addition to doing what he does with us. Well, thank you for coming down and being a part of the show today. My pleasure. It's it's absolutely fabulous. We are celebrating the thirtieth anniversary year of this Finnish American Brass Band, and um, you're also you're having a series of concerts this weekend that we're going to talk about. And right, we just kind of loaded it up because uh, we needed to get this celebration. Celebration uh, past us because it's overdue. It's overdue. It's overdue. And Northfield is the most cultural town in this part of the of the state, in my opinion. And we are the recipients of a wonderful support from the Southeastern Minnesota Arts Council. And we want to try to give back if we can to a certain extent. I want to go back, if you don't mind, to the f- the first piece that we played. Certainly, that was um, com- that was commissioned by a friend of ours, Yukka Vitasari, who's a a, comp- a, a contemporary composer of, of of band music, and he he wrote that for us during the time that we were in Finland celebrating the uh, the 125th anniversary, I believe. Is that right? Not, not 150th, is it? Mm. I think it's a no. It's a centennial. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I think it was a centennial a of 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 uh, Finnish independence back in 2017, and uh, and so we. I wanted we recorded it a couple of years ago, and I wanted people to know about him and about that piece. It's he's a he's a great contemporary composer and a great supporter of the Poyot. Mm-hmm. Oh, see now you said it a little differently. Yeah, so Poyot, uh, Poyot. okay, yeah. I got to get that more Finnish. Poyot, <laughs> Poyot, <laughs> boy, it's <laughs> and the problem with it is it's actually not a very legitimate Finnish word. It's a dialect word from Western Finland. Oh. So if you see that word pr- printed uh, and you're a Finn, you say, oh, yeah, that's, that's from out there near Vaza somewhere on the West Coast. And it's P-O-I-J-A-T for right. anybody who is curious. And if you're looking for the music, American has a K in it. Right, and two I's. Two I's. Also dialect. Oh, did I get that wrong? In the uh, I did. I have to change that. Well, whatever, what, wherever it is in your brain, change it. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> it might be a challenge. I don't know, but but it is in fact the thirtieth anniversary, and um, I I would love to um, see here how you decided to start. You know, to be you know that this was a, a, a need because I think some of your your projects always begin with that, and how you became connected with American Poetry well, through accident, a positive accident. Uh, beautiful accident. I managed to make a connection with some Finnish uh, musicians pr- fairly early in my career. It was um, back around, uh, back in the uh, in the early 80s. I was through f- some friendships. I was invited to, c- to go over there and do some teaching uh, of American style of uh, band music and mm. to do some brass brass playing and so forth. And while I was there, I, I ran into this music and it was all manuscript, and uh, you know, at first I was very suspicious. I'd say, "Well, this can't be any good. I mean, this has got to be like amateur stuff." You mean you found some compositions or for some septet? Yes. Oh, okay. They were sort of presented to me. Say, "Do you know about this?" And of course, I knew nothing about it. And uh, as I began to uh, re- remove my prejudices against <laughs> manuscript music that looked like it was written uh, script scrivened by amateurs, I uh, began to see that there was some some there there. There's some real music, and so I decided, well, we got we got to try this out. So I got a couple of a Finnish American 
um, at least if not um, Finnish American players, at least some Finnish American sympathizers, <laughs> we got together and read some of it, and uh, we decided at that reading session this group has got to go forward. That was about 1990. Wow! So, and, uh, so, so what a, an odd accident, right? Odd, to an odd, a, pe- a pleasant accident, and I'm still in touch with the people. Uh, some of them are fairly old right now, but they were they were like my, my mentors in this whole business back in the early 80s, and. And uh, it's just a wonderful memory in history. That's a great thing. And it's continued for these these uh, 30 years. Somehow, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and Tracy, how did you connect with, with this group? And wh- at what point did you join? I joined in 2000, which was uh, about their 10th anniversary. And we went to, uh, we were just preparing for uh, a tour of Finland. So there was no pressure there. <laughs> <laughs> to play the music of the Finnish people. to <laughs> Especially in manuscript. <laughs> but uh, yes, it's been, uh, it's been since 2000 I've been involved. And uh, it was really by chance. I, I don't remember how I got the... Uh, I don't remember either. I don't remember how I got somebody knew. Somebody knew that you were up there. Somebody mentioned <laughs> it to me, and I don't know who that was. And somebody called me and said, why don't you get together for lunch at the at the restaurant where oh, we have breakfast? Oh, the Egg and I. The Egg and I. Right. Uh, oh, that's, that's when uh, Don Hackleth gave you the interview. That's right. I got, I got <laughs> my first interview, and it was every bit as disappointing as, <laughs> uh, as I always am. <laughs> But you came along anyway. (laughs) They decided to allow me to uh, dally with them, so that was good. It sounds like you have a lot of fun in this group, and that's probably what keeps keeps it going for so long. His his role is much more integral than just the uh, being a a tuba player or a tenor player. He's also our our arranger, Mm. and he's done a lot of stuff where we have resurrected old. Especially Finnish American music, we found in old archives that is, uh, hasn't been played in a hundred years, and we brought that around and re- re-edited it so it's playable. And we've actually recorded all that stuff and published the sheet music for it too. So uh, there are many things that have come about as a as a profile of American Boya, for which Tracy is personally responsible. Well, one of the things that's incredibly interesting is that we are able to search out. Uh, American Finns uh, immigrants who uh, put together these pieces that nobody knows. And the Finns are very interested in this, what the diaspora uh, was up to in the United States. And so uh, it's been an honor for me to be in touch with these manuscripts uh, for different kinds of ensembles. And then I arrange it for the traditional Finnish brass septet or as they term it the seitsiko so well let's let's take that so so you find somebody has a a piece that they i I don't know how they would have passed it on or they played you know or grandpa played or you know and then how do you take that and then move that into um you know composing that for this group what are what's the process with that well we were just in uh in massachusetts in uh, Fitchburg, which was one of the early places where Finns settled in the New World. And uh, we got a chance to go to the uh, the historical center 
in Fitchburg, and we viewed many of the manuscripts that Paul had seen uh, years ago and found some new ones. And so it, for us, when I'm trying to fit something for our group, I know the players very well. I know how they play. And uh, the Finnish septet was one of the standard ways that music was transmitted mm-hmm. in early Finland. And so uh, it's very... Uh, it's a very good thing that we can take these pieces that may be written for organ or they may be written for woodwinds and, and brass and or maybe full concert band and we might uh, be able to put them into a septet and we've done that quite successfully for many pieces. Yeah, that's that's a process that I, you know I I can't imagine it, it making that. Uh, it, so it sounds like it's really important to know the peop- the players and their their uh, capacities, but you want to be true to the original piece and keep you know yes. the melodies and the probably the time signature, oh, the the e- key, everything. Yeah. And the the process that he's talking about is imitative of what the Finns really do themselves, where they would maybe the piece might originate as a septet. And then later on, somebody would rescore it for a bigger band because that was the fashion as the fashions changed. Or vice versa. There was maybe a piece that was written for a larger brass band, which was very fashionable in the 1880s in Finland. And then it was the same composer would rescore it for a smaller septet. So we're not doing anything here that's out of line with what is the is the tradition. Uh, yeah, right, to and take uh, pieces and make it uh, yeah. fit to your your. Uh, Players and our band, which is li- live, active, and flexible, small enough to move around and do things like recordings and stuff, we can pre- re- represent that music more easily than a lot of other groups. And in uh, the original uh, iterations of brass septets in Finland, uh, they were trained musicians that may have come out of the Tsar's army mm-hmm. and uh, were sent home to Finland. Uh, and then they began to take popular tunes of the day and arrange them for brass septet. So it can go that way uh, as well. For instance, I arranged uh, the uh, Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald, which is based <laughs> based on a traditional tune. Yeah. And I, I I arranged it for the septet. We haven't really had a lot of call for that. But <laughs> yeah, we're all wondering about copyrights for that. Oh, that <laughs> there, there, are no, there are no copyrights on that, okay. on that melody. All right, that is okay. a traditional that's tune. A, that's a Native American, I think. I don't know. I, anyway. Well, yeah. so, so a lot of things are possible. And, and this is going to sound kind of like a, an odd question, but an off-the-wall question. But you guys seem like you can probably maybe help me understand what I'm trying to ask, but I was just thinking about this and thinking about language and accents and music and music being kind of a language of its own. And if you're playing a piece that originated in a different language, but all your players are, you know, not of that uh, culture and, does, is it going to sound a little different? Is there something about, um, you know, so if, if a Finnish person listening to said, oh, that's an American version of that song, is, 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 there, is there a way that that affects music like it does when you're um, speaking a language or, you know, I may try to speak Spanish, but I'm never going to sound like a native Spanish person? That's absolutely a brilliant question because it is probably at the base of my mission as the person who's been the pioneer to go over there and find this stuff and have, in, in the course of the last 30 years, learned to speak enough Finnish to 
keep from getting be, being embarrassed and uh, and then also have been uh, in love with this septet tradition my role and i feel it is to try to take these colleagues of mine who are mostly conservatory trained americans you know with a with a lot of professional experience in jazz and classical music in this country and try to sh- uh, somehow let them know how the Finns used to play this stuff in terms of what you're what you're sort of saying it's called, it's like an accent in other words it's like what notes are given more weight and what's the note lengths and things which are contrary to the american conservatory tradition of playing these instruments it's tough, but um, we compromise. We come, we come up somewhere in the middle, I'd say, because I think that the, um, the, I don't know, the Finns might be embarrassed to hear us trying to imitate them almost in a, in a mocking way. So we try to continue to have an American sound within the context of the, uh, of the Finnish nuance, shall we say. And since we don't have to sing, then that problem goes away. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I didn't ask the question that way, because that certainly would be hard to get right. I think even, even as someone who knows some Spanish and, and hearing someone sing Spanish, it's very hard to uh, translate that as, it, as they're singing it, because there's a lot your brain is doing to process right. what, what's happening. I know, th- th- that was a great question, by the way, as you were trying to frame it. I think uh, it's very uh, fundamental to uh, our mission. And uh, also interesting in that, uh, dialogue between musician and the music that we're playing is this is wonderful music. Uh, this is v- varied. Uh, if m- many of the great composers of Finland, we may not know here, but they all seem to have done uh, something for brass septet. So we've got not only the uh, waltzes and polkas and other dances that would be for the early. Uh, uh, village use, but also we've got some pretty interesting uh, contemporary, and there's jazz pieces written for us, and they all have that Finnish, uh, that Finnish feeling, uh, and because it's such strong music, I think uh, we recognize uh, a lot of the musicality is really in the music, and it's very innate. Finns are extremely musical people, and they put that into the music in an indelible way, which uh, we try to bring out. Uh, It's interesting that there's also different ways of playing, like if I was an orchestral player in uh, an orchestra, for instance, uh, it's very difficult for orchestral players to come in and play brass septet music, because it's a completely different uh, ensemble and it calls for a lighter touch it calls for uh, different sorts of sonorities and I'm really pleased that over the years I've been granted to be with this group that uh, I have certainly played many things uh, that are totally unique that I haven't heard anywhere else in any musical uh, literature and I'm pretty well versed in that so yeah, sounds yeah. like. Go ahead, Paul. Oh, I was I was going to say that you can see the how big an onus it is if we have to have a substitute come in and cover a part, and it takes a pretty brilliant player to catch on to what we're doing and not stick out like a <laughs> like an American sore thumb, so to speak. You know, this is a great time to play a piece. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Want you, and we're going to play uh, what number? It's number five, and this is a polka from a suite written for us by Yukalinkola, who is uh, 
a famous, very famous uh, contemporary Finnish composer, wrote a lot of opera, a lot of concertos for different instruments, and he was also a, he's also a jazz pianist. And this is a, a stylized Finnish polka, uh, written for us, again, dedicated during the centennial year. And uh, so, uh, so we premiered it over there, and then we recorded it over here. And that's from the CD Festival and Celebrations. Right. J-U-H-L-A-T. Yulat? Yulat. Oh, goodness. <laughs> available across the street over at the Paper Petalum. I want to thank them for making that available. <laughs> yes. So let's listen. There was some amazing talent in that group. I, I mean, that was not an easy piece to play. Yucalinkolo was out for our blood when he wrote that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what he was thinking we were capable of, but oh, that put us right to the wall. I, and, you know, it has, that, it has that Finnish polka lilt to it. It's in there. But it's also all this other stuff that's just uh, virtuosic. Yeah, that's a great word for yeah. it. Uh, what, what, tell us about your part in that, that piece. Uh, well, I am pleased to be the glue that holds everything together. <laughs> uh, so a lot of the players say that, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I kind of wish that folks would have been able to see if we'd had a video on you two as you were listening to that. That was kind of, you were, you were very um, animated <laughs> and very, you know, remembering, I think, the piece and, and well, the challenge of it. Well, even though it, it, it's a polka, uh, supposedly, it sounds so like Western 
uh, cowboy music. That's, that was the first thing that came to my mind. Yes, I said, yeah, I thought so. Um, but but it you know clearly has um, just I, I I don't know how to describe the different layers that it has because and and like you said the the playing that's required to keep that piece uh, moving forward. If it's going, you cannot ignore it. Mm. It just catches you by the nose and pull, or by the ear, shall we say, and pulls you along. Yeah, it's beautiful, and th- and there is a lot of great stuff on on that CD. And you know, we've been remiss to tell people because they're probably wondering. Yes, I love it. I want to hear it. We didn't tell them where to go this weekend, so let's. Oh, let's do that. Yeah, let's tell them where to go. So the uh, first. By the way, we're not going to play that polka this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's that's uh, you got, we have needed two weeks to get ready for that. <laughs> I would think you have yep. to be a pre- precision. That's not yep. only the music, but then to, you know the, okay. the together yep. for our thirtieth anniversary. And I told you why we're in Northfield and why we're intensely involved here because there are really several audiences that we can accommodate just by playing in different locations. We start out tonight at the Cow at seven o'clock. We're going to play a show there, and it'll involve some uh, some of the music from that re- recording that it, we just played, uh, and also uh, the, our new CD of Christmas music. Right. This is the uh, uh, launch. I'm not sure what we're going to say. The yeah, premiere. This is the, yeah, this is the what the release yes. weekend. Yeah, and uh, and it's 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 Christmas music, finished Christmas music uh, for brass. It's called Yolu Sauna. It's which uh, translates as. Christmas sauna, which is part of the tradition of the Finnish family on Christmas Eve, you go, you have a, you go, you have a big meal, you go to church for Christmas Eve, and you come home and you have sauna. That's part of every family's tradition. So now, we're, we're, we're reenacting that. And is jumping in the snowbank, or is that just my husband's family? <laughs> no, that's traditional <laughs> that's as well. Or, or if you're or the lake. <laughs> yeah, if you have the possibility of breaking the ice and jumping in the lake, that's the preferred one, of course. No, we don't do that with tubas. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so uh, f- tonight, and then we're going to do the same show, not the same show, we're going to do a different set of music. On the at the cow on Saturday night, and that's also at seven p.m. That's also at seven, and then the other things we're going to be doing on Sunday morning, we're going to be playing uh, prelude prelude type music and with the hymns at St. John's Evangelical Lutheran Church on Third Street at eight thirty and ten forty-five. But in between those two, there's going to be a a, a, a mini concert uh, at starting at at around nine thirty at the St. John's Hall, where we will do uh, some more of the premieres, including the one of Daniel of uh, Daniel Kalman. Oh, yes, and we need to talk about that, because I think that is really an exciting, because it's, it's truly a premiere. And so yeah, I mean, we haven't, we, haven't, we can't re- uh, play a recording because it hasn't been played yet. We're, st- we're going to start working on it in about an hour. <laughs> and so that, for folks that are interested in hearing that, that's at St. John's Lutheran Church on 3rd Street. It, at, is that during the 9.30? Um, uh, at the 9.30 show, yeah. I don't think we're going to get to doing any of Dan's pieces at, in the services. However, there's another concert in the afternoon on, on, on Sunday. That's at 3 o'clock at the Grand Theater. These are all f- uh, free and open to the public, by the way. And the, and that's that's being sponsored by Fifty One North. They wanted to collaborate with us. They wanted to have a music party, and we wanted to have a celebration. And so we just got together and said, "Well, we'll provide you with a celebration, and you just provide us with an audience." And I think we're all going to do well. And that that piece will be played the, for the second time that day on 
on uh, Sunday afternoon at 3. Well, that sounds amazing. And so let's talk about the piece. How, I mean, Dan Coleman, for folks who don't know, is a, an incredible uh, composer, lives here in Northfield, uh, does all kinds of different music. I mean, yes, just he's a, his career is, I mean, he has struck out as an independent uh, music maker. I mean, as a composer, that's what he does. And he, uh, he writes all kinds of things for different people. Quite a bit of school and college music, but I, I know he's a, he's also has a good roots in choral music, so he's written a lot of choral pieces as well. He's, uh, he wrote this for us. I, I wanted to do something for the 30th anniversary, and I wanted to do something for Northfield. And that's how this thing started. And I sent him a bunch of our CDs to listen to, and he uh, he did some studying and did some research, and he decided to use a name that's in my uh, in my world of activities, vintage, and he calls them vintage dances. And of course, that would mean another way to put it would be like like uh, Respighi's ancient airs and dances and something like that. And it has the same kind of context in that he's recreating old dances. In this in this case, it's dances that are from in some cases from the mid from the uh, Baroque era, and then some are from the Finnish era, the tango, for instance, which you wouldn't think of as a Finnish dance, and I'm not going to get into the, all the details of that. And then also uh, there's a, there, are, there are some other, the polka, and uh, oh, particularly nice <coughs> is a, uh, is a circus, po- is a circus <coughs> march. <coughs> Sorry about that. Um, and so there are all these different traditions, and they're, they're in his style, which is... Uh, Contemporary uh, tonal, which means he's he's usually in a key you can identify, but don't expect to stay there very long. <laughs> Some of them have lots of uh, transitions and so forth. But um, we're going to have fun figuring out which end of this music is up, and we'll do that very shortly. And so that is a, that's a very exciting thing, and to have a hopefully someday this will be recorded a piece that you can include on an album in the future. But for now, people need to um, either go to the Sunday event at the Grand Event Center at three p.m. That's uh, the gala anniversary hosted by Fifty North, and so that Dan Coleman piece, Vintage Chances, will be there. Or you can visit them on Sunday morning. Listen for the Dan Coleman piece at nine thirty at St. John's Lutheran Church. But also, you'll be a part of the services. Right, uh, and we don't know when we're going to ever get just to do a, a real studio recording of this. But I know that this that we are you're engaged with a videographer who's going to do a documentary about our 30th anniversary. And so there'll be a lot of taping going on during the weekend. And out of that may come some good cuts of the Commons piece. And if they are, we'll probably put them um, on up on Facebook or YouTube or whatever uh, for people to enjoy. So let's talk about, so you, we know that you're from the up north uh, Duluth, is that right, the yes. area? Yes, And so where do the players come from? Uh, I've, they're... Oh. All over the place. Um, <laughs> uh, there are, those of you who are real old uh, Northfield uh, denizens may remember a time when uh, Russell Pesolo was the band director here. This is back in the 60s and 70s. And he moved out to become the band director at Concordia in Moorhead, which is where he and his wife live now in that area. And so that's the furthest west we go. Denise is our cornet player. Russ is uh, kind of a re- bit retired now. He's getting on, and uh, it's getting harder for him to, to play. Um, both Tracy and Stacy, they're both names that could be either gender, and they're both men, 
are from <laughs> are from are from the Duluth Superior area. Stacy is our E flat soprano cornet player. Um, Roger, who normally plays tenor with us, is from uh, the cities, and we also have Adam, who's from uh, New York, I think Detroit Lakes area, New York Mills, is going to be playing with us on this weekend, and then. Um, Brian Borowski, who's on the faculty at St. Olaf and I, are both from Northfield. So that about covers it. We're, we're all over the place. Yeah, it's, it sounds like a really exciting weekend. I bet it's all been a long time since you've been together to play as, well, as a group. We, uh, we, went, we did the uh, Atasca County Fair in a September, so that's the last time we played. Well, and uh, the intensity of working with uh, creating this Christmas CD that we did that over a period of three days at the beginning of August. And the intensity uh, still hasn't worn off. It was such a wonderful experience. Oh, I didn't it realize that. So that I, I related to the birth of a child. It was like birthing a child. I'm like for a man to birth a child. I, that's as close as I can think of. Maybe we're going off the rails now. <laughs> Tell me well, what that that's means. That's the part. Yeah, no, no, it so just means it was so intense. It okay. was so intense, and it was so... Um, and there was so much concern going on at the same time. Yeah, there's a parallel there. Yeah. And the end result is so uh, alive and satisfying. It's just a yeah. marvelous thing. It is a very beautiful. I hadn't realized that it was just that recently recorded. Yes. And yeah. um, I was able to, again, at our friends at Paper Petalum have copies. Where else would, would folks be able to get copies if they're interested? Um, oh, CD Baby, Amazon. Uh, uh, there's a whole bunch of the Internet uh, sources that would have it as well, and I have them. If somebody wants to email me, uh, they, I'll uh, I'll pop something in the mail to them. Perfect, because it it is absolutely a um, a varied and wonderful, and I think it's uh, although it's finished Christmas music. I think you were you told me that most people won't know except for maybe a Good King Wenceslas the songs that are on here. Yeah, you may want to. That, that would be the next one I suggest you play. I may. It's about six minutes long, so you may want to cut it out at some point. There is some repetition, so if you want to do that at some point, that'd be great to get a taste of how this recording came about. I, don't, is there, I, I was thinking I had picked um, either the May We Rejoice or the, um, I'm not going to say this, the um, Let Go of Your Mundane Worries. I love that one, too. Yeah, th- those are those are good. They're, um, they have singers in them, too. We have a couple of singers with us. You do. You choose whatever you want, my dear. <laughs> you, had a ch- you had a chance to hear it, so you go ahead and uh, I, pick the ones you really want to do. I did. Um, I, I, where, where do we begin? Um, let's let go of our mundane worries. How sure. about that? that let's is, do that. Let's, that's number five, so let me get that queued up so we get that going. And I love that the CD player is working. I don't know. That just kind of makes me happy that we've got... Access to the CD player. Old technology. (laughs) Yes, and this is um, probably one of the first times has been played, right? I would on over the air. I think it probably is. And this is is. very exciting, folks. And certainly, I hope it's not the last. No, (laughs) (laughs) American Puyat. No, that's good. Okay, we'll go ahead with that. And this is cut number five, um, called "Let Go of Your Mundane Worries." Thank you. 
portion of that that again that was the first verse okay that was also quite extraordinary and were were the singers there with you in in studio uh some of it some of it was done so the choral stuff was done in real time and some of the singing of the soloist was post-produced but we were all together during the um the recorder just to make sure we got the tempos right and things and this is just such an example of the mood that is is uh eminent eminent in finnish uh christmas spirit it's so it's kind of magical and kind of peaceful and it's kind of um almost crystalline crystalline yeah and almost uh sacred i mean it's a more sacred feeling it has very. I mean, there is not that there isn't any other kind of Christmas music, but that's the one that epitomizes. I've been there. I've seen it. I've done it. It is lovely. And this this is like this is a, a captures the mood. And I, I think what I was excited about was in the notes um, you had uh, a little translation of some of the words, and it it says a lovely Christmas is already inviting us. While memories are great, could anyone be cold now when you sense warm, gentle tenderness? And isn't that what we all want during yes. this season? It's yes. great. And maybe that's good to remember before we launch into <laughs> the season that that's probably what it's really all about. Yes. And isn't it great to have this lovely music to discover for the first time and with these uh, wonderful sonorities? Who can't like that? It's just, Right. And that, that's... Um, Elena Koivusari, who's the soloist, and she's an expat living up in the Twin Cities and is a professionally trained singer. And uh, She's a glorious voice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she, and she's got a little bit of a pop flavor to her style, which is all right. You know, it fits. So, And this is a more contemporary hymn, too. It's not so old. Yeah, it's just absolutely beautiful. And, and I, you know... I can say that everything on the CD is, you know, just equally as as enjoyable and uh, really, uh, you know, it's it's fun to listen to something where it's not the holiday music or the, the you know that you would you would know, but you you get a sense of that. You can you, you can feel that. Yes. You know, it's in there. Yes. What is it that makes? I, 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 is there a Similarity, uh, something that that uh, lends its something musically. That that it, is it the time signature. I, the I I think uh, it's the mood that's there. This is just from my own personal experience. And for one thing, you have to remember that it's so dark mm. at Christmas time in Finland. I mean, it's really dark, <laughs> and uh, and so lights and candles and anything that's cheery and magical and uh, ethereal is welcome. And and so. Uh, Christmas parties, Christmas celebrations, Christmas 
church services, all these things are highly regarded, and they're very important. Mm-hmm. Is there something musically that we can, you know, think about uh, being consistent across cultures for uh, this time of music, time of the year? Well, I was thinking as you were, uh, as we were listening and as you were uh, discussing this, that um, when most people think of brass, they think of something that's really quite overpowering. But uh, one of the great things about uh, the l- music that we are playing on this Christmas CD is it's this wonderful, soft, silvery sound that I think communicates beyond cultures. And uh, it, is, it is received in the way that it's played, which is gentle, which is crystalline or ice-like or uh, you know, sometimes it's busy, but it's always very fluent and very uh, engaging. Another answer to your question is maybe there aren't so many parallels. Um, I mean, American American uh, Christmas music is kind of from three or four different uh, derivations. One of them is, of course, traditional um, um, English Protestant Christmas songs and hymns. Another one is from um, Hollywood and uh, and the recording industry uh, and Mel Torme and uh, those guys. And then and another one is the ho ho jollies that we get. You know, <laughs> trying to trying to uh, make the children happy with Santa Claus and uh, and elves and things. And so, not much of those gets paralleled over not that the Finns don't sing traditional west uh american german hymns for mm-hmm. christmas they do but they also have this stuff this is their own and it is different it is not so easy to make find a parallel to a piece that we just heard yeah perhaps we should play a sample of another one to give sure. people i don't know if you have an oh, idea i have one I have you one. do yeah i do okay this is the this is um where they import something, but then it becomes embraced by the Finns. This is number 11. Okay. And this is the, um, Elena again with Eva singing together on a piece that became, was first published in Germany, but is now totally embraced, totally embraced by the, by the Finns. And it's about Santa's elves. It's the parade of the Christmas elves, which, do you, or do you want to say the, the Finnish word? Yolo. Totten parat. Oh, tonto parati. Yes, <laughs> that's yeah. the one. That's the yeah. one. <laughs> elf, par- elf parade. Yes. Yeah. Let's listen and, and uh, get an, another. This, this piece. is a different kind of mood. And this is from the American Puyat uh, Christmas se- album. Christmas album called Yolusona. Yolusona. Just released. Just released. Exactly. Jopi palkki ja punatakki on juhlakuntoon laitettu. Ja nenäninat taitettu, on takataskuun laitettu. On tulessa, niinä kerassa, näitä kerran vuodessa. Kun joulu kiireen tuodessa, myös juhla mielen tuo. Pyörinä, pyörinä, taukoa, ja itse joulupunkin ratsastaa, katsastaa jo. Rivi tuntun portojen suora on valkoinen. 
piece and uh, just uh, beautiful vocals. Wow, that's just astounding. Yeah, Eva is another expat in the cities that we know, we've known for years, and she, we've actually recorded the, them earlier with us uh, back about 15 years ago, and uh, they were willing to jump in on this project, and we're so happy. They brought along some other choristers, too, that are make a, f- a larger group on some of the some of the cuts. And not all the pieces are have vocals. A, no, a lot of them no, are instrumental. No. Yeah. Talk about how you selected the pieces for for this CD. It's the first yeah, time that a, you've done Christmas music, right? Yeah, this was this was both tough and then also it kind of was sort of evolved naturally. Um, it started out by having some of our friends in Finland who do arranging send us some Christmas uh, arrangements that they had done. Most of them are medleys. We have a, several medleys on the on the rec- on the recording, and they sent them to us just as a gift. And we used them in some Finnish American Christmas celebrations up in the cities uh, for a few years. So we had those sort of in the bag. They're ready to go. And then when we got involved with Eva and Elena, then I spoke to our dear friend, professional arranger and brass specialist um, um, Esko Heikinen from Helsinki who did these pieces with them for instance the one we just heard and also the one before that um, and he did these just for us for this recording and and then uh, that's that, that's that takes care of just about all the stuff and we had we have more than we actually put on the CD we had probably another half dozen that we could have put on but we just had to leave them off it's really a beautiful CD, and so I congratulate you on you know, having this out, celebrating 30 years, which is kind of amazing that you've been together that long and been making music, uh, for Finnish uh, brass music. And I'm wondering if, if you know, being involved in this, and it sounds like immersing yourself in the music, the culture, the people, uh, what, does, what does this music teach you about the Finns, and you know, how, how have... Um, how has it affected your other musical experiences for for both of you? Well, I can say that uh, this uh, repertoire that we play is so varied and so lovely in uh, most of its aspects. I can't think of anything that's not lovely. Uh, That it is is something that has 
deepened my appreciation for all music just to be able to invest yourself in in these pieces and with these new arrangements and with these absolutely fabulous uh, Finnish arrangers that we are uh, pleased to be involved with. It's just, uh, it's deepened my appreciation of every part of music, just being a part of this group. Mm. I would imagine that you can take what you learn and take it back and, you know, think about looking at something with a new perspective. Yes. And, uh, well, I think that this this music is, uh, of course, is so so uh, indigenous to me now over the over these over these years, and um, and so that's that's just I don't even think about that part of it anymore. But one of the things I, I guess I have to be grateful for is that I'm not a I'm not a young man. I'm not a really old man, you know, but but you know, people of my age will tend to start thinking about putting the horn away, mm. and I haven't, and I don't think that I'm uh, I've lost my quote-unquote touch in terms of being able to play this stuff and uh, so it's for me it gives me tremendous satisfaction to still be in the game and so that's something that um that i'm grateful for as far as its perspective on other music i think that um finding the elements the finished elements of this music the search for those elements has made me search for those elements in other music as well. Yeah, as, that's as true. Putting yeah. it putting it in an ethnic context. So, like, what does Mendelssohn supposed to sound like? What does Respighi supposed to sound like? And trying to find out what the inside of that is all about. Yeah, you were going to add too, Tracy. I was just going to agree with him that this this is such uh, uh, ear opening music for us that it it opens all kinds of associations with other composers i think that that is an amazing thing when when you can do that and it's because you've made these connections and spent the time to uh lay you know be with this music and to play it and to really try to understand it it's glorious and wonderful so i'm really thrilled this has really been great getting to know it you know we haven't spent a lot of time talking about american puyat on art zany radio talked about just about everything else i know we have and now it's finally time right after 30 years of being together and folks can come down to the content or, excuse me the contented cow tonight seven seven o'clock tonight that's friday the 19th and then tomorrow on s- at seven sunday saturday and then at St. John's Lutheran Church on Sunday. Two at, services and also a mini-concert in between. That's at 9.30 for the mini-concert. And then Sunday the at the Grand Event Center on the 21st is the Gala Anniversary, hosted by 50 North. 3 o'clock. And we're hoping to have some of our, our uh, ex-players, or I should say our Ameritai players, come down to, to be around. There's Some of them are in the area, so they're going to drive in. It'll be a delightful weekend. I hope it's it's uh, very successful and that people uh, continue to support you, purchase the CDs, and uh, you know be be an audience member. <laughs> that means um, a merry Christmas in advance, and may everybody do well. Beautiful, folks. I I think we'll end right there. That's beautiful, folks. This is Art Zany Radio for the Imagination. I want to thank you so much for being a part of the show and helping us to uh, enjoy our imaginations. I hope that you add some Art Zany to your life. And in the meantime, until next time, enjoy your imagination. You've been listening to Art Zany Radio for the Imagination with your host, Paula Granquist. Art Zany is brought to you each week by the Northfield Arts Guild and by the Paradise Center for the Arts in Faribault.
Connect and experience art at the Northfield Arts Guild. Visit our galleries, arts festival, and take in a performance at our theater featuring a full season of dramas, comedies, and musicals. The Guild's gift shop showcases unique art from over 100 local and regional member artists. Come enjoy music from the Cannon Valley Regional Orchestra or the 411 Concert Series. We invite you to explore your creativity in one of our classes. All are welcome at the Northfield Arts Guild. To learn how you can be a part, visit northfieldartsguild.org or call 507-645-8867. The 